Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A Monday night football doubleheader headed our way in just over an hour from now. We will get you ready for that thing. Plus, an offsides penalty heard around the world. Be a part of Amber and Ian Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. You can always join the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation's presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Ian Fitzsimmons, he is healthy, he is well again, (laughs) he is back. The vid, the vid got me for the second time. So uh, this time was a little worse than the first, but yeah, it's going to be back and um, after... Five days on the bench uh, and catching up on on a weekend where I finally realized what my wife goes through with two teenage daughters, both in high school for the first time. Because I've been gone since I, I travel every weekend, right, in football season from August to now. And let me tell I'll, I'll describe the weekend, Amber, as you're already smirking uh, with my misery coming off the vid. And then she's like, here, you get to do this this weekend. I have to do every single weekend. And it was not Easy, my dear. Trust me. Whew, it's good to be with you tonight. <laughs> what is that? Just schedules, running kids around, oh, sports? Staying, like, what is it? Well, you got to stay up till you know, the oldest gets home. She's a senior, right? And an athlete. Oh, no. And so she's going to all the senior parties. And, you know, you, you can't just go to bed, right? So you right. Have to, so, because there's no way I would, I would sleep anyway. But, yeah, you're waiting up till midnight, 1230. I mean, and then are they early? I'll get into it later. I mean, it, it, it yeah, is. Yeah, we will. My wife should be sainted after what I realized she went through from August to now. I mean, it was my first weekend home, and oh my God, Magnum, it is a chore. I tell my husband all the time, I want us to just live separate for like three weeks or something, because I feel like then he would come back and appreciate me a thousand (laughs) times more, because he just thinks that there's some little fairy that does things. Like, I don't think he even realizes how much I do. Until he was actually put in the position to do it. All of a sudden, he'd be like, wait, I ha- like you have to wash these towels? These sheets don't just <laughs> magically wash themselves? You know, I think there's a lot of things that wives and some husbands do as well that their spouses don't necessarily realize all that goes into it until you're thrust into the situation. Amber, you are spot on. I was doing SEC this morning with Dari Noka. It was one of the great human beings on the planet. Dari, during a two-and-a-half-minute break, went and changed his six-month-old daughter's diaper in two and a half minutes. That's a damn NASCAR pit crew, man. I mean, I, I, I'm i like, how did you do that? He's like, come on, man. I mean, look, it's number four. I'm, I'm good. I got yeah. this down to an Dari's arc, been right? doing it Let's for go. A come on. I mean, it's, it's, we're in, we're out, change the tire, let's go. Back on the air. So some <laughs> people are made for it. Me, not so much. Not so much. Well, we are happy to have you back. Glad you are feeling better. Uh, James Steele, our producer, he's had a very rough weekend coming off of what happened to his Kansas City Chiefs. He was blowing us up over the last 24 hours, just crying. Uh, Like all all the Chiefs fans have been doing, like all the Chiefs 
have been doing. I've never seen so much whining over a single call that wasn't in a postseason, by the way. You do know, James, this was just a regular season game, right? Albeit an important one, fine. But it was just a regular season game, dude. Yeah, a regular season game that was taken out of the players' hands by uh, a pretty pretty iffy call. See, I can't ever tell if you're being serious with that or if you're just, you know, just kind of tongue-in-cheek. I think, I, 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 I really think I've been pretty level-headed about this whole thing, so if you want me, I'm just playing it up a little bit. Well, that's not true, uh, but you're not level-headed about anything when it comes to Kansas City. Now, a lot of people today have not been level-headed. Here's my stance on this, and of course, we're talking about the offsides, pe- offsides penalty that was called on Kadarius Tony. It erases a really cool play by Travis Kelsey. That would have been the go-ahead touchdown. It probably cost Kansas City the the game, the Bills get a win. I think part of it was how cool the play was that there's so much uproar today. If it hadn't been that play, even if it had been a touchdown, but a regular touchdown, it wasn't the lateral from Kelsey. It wasn't him having the wherewithal in that moment of play that looked dead with three defenders on him. And he's able to get the ball out to Tony and Tony goes down and scores what should have been a touchdown. So I think that plays into this. I also think that it's Kadarius Tony and that's a player that, I mean, you could argue cost them the game against the Detroit Lions. You know, he's a player I watched in college, Ian. I'm sure you did as well. Wildly talented, out of this world talent and athleticism. There are times that he does some boneheaded things, and I guess maybe this felt like one of them. However, from the referee's perspective, no one's arguing today that he wasn't offside. I mean, no one. And that, to me, is where this conversation begins and ends. Because if you can't argue with me that he wasn't offside, and there is not a single person, every single person who's been arguing that this thing shouldn't have been called is arguing that it should not have been called, even though... He was offsides, and I feel like that's a, a very bad argument. <laughs> I completely agree with you. And here's the other part. If he had checked with a down judge, line judge was to his far side. Down judge was on the, on the Kansas City side. If he had checked with the down judge, am I good? And the down judge said, gave him a thumbs up, then that is on the official without question. But Dan Orlovsky, I watched this on NFL Live today, and this is why Dan is so tremendous at what he does. He went back, knowing how controversial this one play was, and looked at every single snap that Kadarius Toney was on the field. And he lined up uh, uh, basically in that same spot, whether, uh, whether to the far side or near side. When he was in that slot position, he was offsides on every single one of them. Every single one. And he did not check with either the line judge or down judge on any single one of them. But none of them were called. So that's where I have a big problem with officiating. And I'm going to go big picture here. It's been a big problem all year. I mean, yesterday alone, on the Ravens punt return for a touchdown, there was a blatant block in the back in overtime to win the game. And it wasn't called. I mean, Derek Carr had a blatant intentional grounding where he hit his offensive tackle between the seven and the six. And it wasn't called intentional grounding or illegal contact. You have Justin Fields with intentional grounding. That also was not called. Blatant, easy call. This one, all of these were easy calls. But it's the consistency that we're, that is lacking and just a complete, just complete misses, not just yesterday, but throughout the entire year. But as, as Dano said, just going to this one particular controversial play, if you don't call it all game, why did you throw the flag at the end? Zero consistency and that is a problem but he was offsides 
So you could have thrown it in the first quarter, could have thrown it in the third. They happened to throw it on that particular play. And Amber, what everybody else is also forgetting is that Mahomes had another snap. They had another play. They didn't get it. Right. You know, and if he, they if the play would have counted, Josh Allen and the Bills still had plenty of time on the clock to come back down the field also. So it wasn't like this was a play that happened with zeros left on the clock. Right. It might have decided the game. We won't ever Correct. know if it actually did, in fact, decide the game. Let's hear that sound from Dan Orlovsky that Ian was just referencing from NFL Live. I went back. I watched every single snap from last night that Kadarius Stoney played. Not one time did he check with the official, but that play that we're talking about was not the first time it happened in the game. Kadarius Tony is in that same alignment consistently throughout that football game. Never once does he check with the official, but never once in that same alignment did the official ever warn him, hey, you have to get back. So is he off sides on that final play? Yeah, he probably is. But he was three, four, five other times in that game. So it's incumbent upon the officials in that situation to make sure he gets warned because that final play happened multiple times within that football game. The lack of consistency sucks, but it's not a very good defense to say, but I always break this law, officer, and you don't (laughs) normally arrest me for it, so it's not fair that you're arresting me now. I normally get away with this crime, officer. You know, And that's essentially what the argument is here, and that's why, for me, it falls on deaf ears because, yes, Could he have expected it not to be called? I'm guessing he did, or he probably wouldn't have been lined up in the neutral zone, right? It ends up costing him a play that he would want back as well. Nobody would want to score that touchdown more than Kadarius Toney. However, he was lined up offside. Nobody's arguing he wasn't. So you're always running the risk, if you're lined up in the neutral zone, that they will, in fact, call it, even if they don't call it often. We're going to continue with this conversation. You can chime into it as well. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. James Steele has written on my screen right now. Resident Chiefs fan James Steele, who's wearing his Chiefs hoodie that he wears every single day. He has written on my screen... Refs screw Chiefs out of victory over Bills. <laughs> <laughs> that is the topic du jour. And they didn't screw the Chiefs out of a victory yeah, over the Bills. Did. They did not. Because first of all, you do Moment. recognize that flag was thrown before the play was finished, before Travis Kelsey even lateraled that ball. There's no way for the ref to know that it's about 
to call back a touchdown period, okay? Nevertheless, one of the most exciting touchdowns that we've seen in quite some time, which I think factors into this, Ian. And by the way, it's not the best play in NFL history, even if it had counted. Like, everybody needs to calm down on that. We are way too in the moment with this thing. It was a cool play. It was was a cool moment from Travis Kelsey. It wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen in football. All right, everybody settled down. Nevertheless... It doesn't stand, so it doesn't count. So it will be one of the cool touchdowns that never was. But they also broke the rules, and that's the fact of it. There was something to call there because Cardarius Tony was, in fact, offside. It was obvious. It's kind of like going when you go eight miles over the speed limit, you know, and a cop pulls you over for speeding. In that situation, we'd all be annoyed because we feel like there's this, like, 10-mile-per-hour leeway. You know, this unwritten rule. If I'm not, if I'm going less than 10 over, you're not going to pull me over. What the hell are you doing? Well, by the way, you still could get pulled over in that scenario. You still it happened to my daughter. The law. <laughs> my daughter got her first ticket on Saturday night. She rolled a stop sign. She goes, Dad, I, 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 I almost came to a complete stop. Well, wait, whoa, whoa, what? Almost? Almost? You have to rock back on your brakes, young lady. That is a complete stop. She goes, well, but I was almost stopped. Honey, if the insurance goes up, guess who's paying for it? You are. You just learned a valuable lesson in the game of life because almost does not count except horseshoes and hand grenades. And here's the other kicker we haven't talked about yet. I am stunned as to the reaction of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid last night. Two of the classiest people in professional sports. Two of my favorite people in professional sports. I mean, I had the privilege of covering you know Mahomes when he was at Texas Tech. I mean, he he is as classy as they come, and he sounded after that game and during the end of that game like a fifteen-year-old boy who just got dumped by the by the his cheerleader girlfriend. I mean, it, you talk about whining and moping, and I could not believe it. I was shocked. I've because never seen not, that side. I've never seen that. He's not used to it. They he's have been, not used to it. Exactly. The Chiefs he's not have, used to being in that situation. The Chiefs have become entitled. And I wonder, because of their reaction yesterday, after the, during the game with throwing the helmet and going after the down judge, and then at the podium last night and everything else, could they go from beloved? Like my, my daughter, Rowan, she actually, she's a diehard Saints fan. She wears her Chiefs Super Bowl t-shirt more than she wears any Saints t-shirt. Why? Because they're cool and they're fun to watch. And it's one of the greatest shows we have seen in football in a long time, except this year. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if last night was a culmination of all that frustration and could they turn all of a sudden because of the whining, Amber, I pose this question to you. Could they go from beloved and to use James Steele's other passion, or obsession, I should say, wrestling. Could they go full-on heel here? To the point like Hulkamania and Hulk Hogan and all the little Hulksters out there. The next thing you know, he goes NWO, the ultimate heel turn in professional wrestling. Could the Chiefs, because of all the whining they did last night, and the crying they did last night, all of a sudden go from beloved to hated? Too much greatness always does that anyways, right? But it often does that when it turns and faces adversity. And that's when all of a sudden you see the cracks and then it becomes all the more annoying from the outside looking in. So yes, I would fully expect that at some point some people might turn on Mahomes. I think what he was reacting to, frankly, wasn't that call. Because again, it was a lot like the anger was 
at the ref for making the correct call. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. Like even Mahomes, like he recognizes that Kadarius Tony was in fact offsides. So the frustration is that you actually called it right. That you that you called the thing that he was he was breaking the rules. But I'm mad that you called the thing. And it was such an overreaction based on that that I think the real frustration there was just the season long of these receivers costing Mahomes game after game. They're dropping the passes. They're costing him big moments. And he's not playing quite like he is used to playing either. The entire situation might leave him where he has to play a playoff game gasp on the road. And I'm sure if you're Mahomes, you're recognizing the frustrations of that and, and the tall task that's ahead. And you're realizing this this isn't quite the season that you're accustomed to having. Let's get to your phone calls. Triple eight, say ESPN. We love when you chime into the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Jason is calling us from Illinois. Hey, Jason, what do you have on this? Hey, thanks for taking my call. So before all this starts, I'll let you know I'm a Seahawks fan. So I'm outside of you know, the Chiefs fandom, uh, I don't think any fan base cares that the Chiefs finally got a little bit of a screw job done or whatever you want to call it. I don't think it's a screw job, but nobody feels sorry for the Chiefs. Uh, if you look at last year in the AFC championship game, I didn't see Patrick Mahomes sitting there saying, hey, why are you not letting the Bengals play uh, when he was getting that call that get them in field goal range to win that game? They might have won that game still but nobody was crying for the Chiefs then. Yeah, excellent point, Jason. I don't know if James just cut him off. off. Yeah, did you just hang up on him, James? No, that wasn't me. Uh, He's talking about the hit out of bounds? Like whenever He's talking Mahomes about the, oh, out of here bounds? we go. No, that was an excellent call. That's what James about to, What it's do you mean? Was, and by the way, Cardarius Tony whoa, whoa, whoa. was in fact offsides. Hold on. If, he was I, offsides. I mean, the rules are rule now. That's what oh, I've been told, the rules, right? You know what? The rules are the rule. So, hey, Mahomes, calm down. You got to a Super Bowl with the rules the rule. Triple H, say ESPN. AJ is calling us from Los Angeles. I'm going to make sure, AJ, that James doesn't hang up on you. Go ahead. <laughs> I hope not. Listen, I agree with you guys. This is kind of ridiculous. Mahomes blowing this way too much. Um, he gets more calls than anybody else. KC gets more calls than anybody else. I'm a Bears fan. If you look at some of these hits, Justin Fields takes, and he, they don't throw the flag, it's ridiculous. But you touch Mahomes like last year, he gets a flag. Now, again, the guy was offside. It is what it is. Game over. Have some class. Go shake your hand. Dude, don't be barking at Josh Allen. It's not like Allen had anything to do with it. Um, but this is kind of the whole Taylor Swift thing. It's going to come back to bite these guys, which, you know, as a Bears fan, we enjoy that. <laughs> oh, no. We're yeah, not going I, after we, Taylor. It's uh, not Taylor's fault. Right. How about Romo referring to her as, as Kelsey's wife last night, and then he had to correct himself. Like, oh, wait, 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 wait hold on. Maybe walk that back a little bit. But, you know, I, I, we haven't well, mentioned. Romo, by the way, went through all this mania with yeah, Jessica did. Simpson. He remembers it well, I would imagine. And Carrie Underwood. Don't forget oh, that. Yeah, don't, don't short him. That. Don't short him. Yeah, yeah, you uh, but you, you also, I, I, going back to Mahomes and, and just I, that side of him that I've never seen before, we've never seen before, you're in your post-game handshake with Josh Allen, one of your friends, and you're talking about, man, it's the worst bleeping call I've ever seen. Allen's reaction to that is priceless. Like, dude, really? You're going, you're going there right now? Really? Mm-hmm. Call me tomorrow or something. But now? Right now? You, you're going to whine about that? 
When I, mean, I was watching that quarterback show on Netflix and you got a real look into Patrick Mahomes, I'm surprised that he doesn't wear on more people. I mean, he's very, very beloved. And we've all thought in it, you know, part of it's obviously the greatness. We all love watching him play, but he's got a big personality. And when yeah. you've got a big personality and you're used to greatness and things don't necessarily go your way all of a sudden, or you face a tough season, which is not something, and this isn't still not a tough season by any other team's standards, but you're starting to maybe see the, the, the run here isn't always going to be so easy for Casey. Then we'll see how the reaction is from Patrick Mahomes moving forward. Cause he's definitely got a big personality. Scott is in Baltimore on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Hey, Scott, go ahead. Hey everyone. How are you? Doing well. We're great. Thanks. I mean, it is so beyond ridiculous to start pinning the blame on a referee or anyone else for an infraction, all right? The player is guilty. He did it. Whether it was allowed to occur or not occur, however many times, is irrelevant. On that particular play, for whatever reason, they decided to call it. You don't go to court and tell the traffic court judge, well, excuse me, Your Honor, but I was given a warning other times, and now all of a sudden you're giving me a ticket or you're audited by the IRS. Well, I cheated on my taxes and I didn't get caught before. And now you're going to penalize me. You know, Excellent call. I mean, just think it like a lawyer, which is the same way I'm thinking. So I always don't have much sympathy for this, Ian, because it's true. I mean, it just doesn't work. It's you can't use the defense that, well, I normally get away with this. You know, I, I it's norm. I normally don't get arrested for this behavior. So what's the problem, officer? Or what's the problem, your honor? Ain't how it works in the uh, real it, world. Ain't how it necessarily works all the time on a football field. Either. Sounds like my 17-year-old daughter who, who was also bitching and moaning because she didn't get away with a warning because of her first time ever getting caught rolling a stop sign. You know, I've, I don't think I've ever gotten a warning, by the way. Never. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I've had bad luck. I mean, I don't get pulled over often. Don't get me wrong over the years. But when I've been I arrested, fact, been never pulled, got a warning. Oh, <laughs> I've never I've never been arrested, uh, but I've gotten some tickets over the years. I don't think I've ever had a warning coming up next. We will look ahead to tonight, get to some of the other stories around the National Football League. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I don't even want the other people at ESPN on this Cowboys bandwagon, okay? I don't know if you're welcome, Chris Canty, now. 
<laughs> doubting all season long. Former Everybody's cowboy. been doubting all season long. I know. You got to remember, Jerry didn't re-sign him, and then he goes and wins the Super Bowl with a division rival. So I, I think there's a little scar tissue there for Canty when it comes to the Cowboys, especially because he came back and beat him and got a ring with the Giants. It worked out for Canty, though. It did, like he absolutely. Needs to let bygones be bygones. Right. It sounds like he has, in fact, apologized to the Cowboys this year. A lot of people doing a lot of that. We haven't even gotten to talk about Cowboys-Eagles yet. I haven't even gotten to take my victory lap there, Ian. We will get to that at some point in tonight's show. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. But let's bring in some help with all things NFL. For that, we turn to Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst and coach. I know you've been talking about it all day. I'm going to make you talk about it one more time. That offsides penalty against Kadarius Toney, the end of the Chiefs-Bills game. What are your thoughts on it? Well, before I answer that one, Amber, I want to make sure that you just don't get don't get on your horse too high now with them Cowboys. Just relax. <laughs> It's cool down. It's cool down. Remember, you're talking to an eagle. Remember, you're talking now. to an eagle corner here, Amber. Watch to out. An eagle now. So just cool down now. Just cool you know, down. Coach, right. I, I, I had the audacity before the season on first take. I chose the Cowboys to win the division over the Eagles because I said I thought the Eagles might take a little step back this season. And it was like the yep. craziest thing that's ever been said. I, I was like on Correct. every blog. I think Philadelphia nope. banned me from the city. <laughs> No, you, that's a correct statement, and 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 I'll answer your question with the Chiefs, but but they're struggling. Yeah, new 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 offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. Um, their offense is not a sink. They, they they got issues. So the Cowboys are playing well. Yeah, look, they're a good football team. There's no doubt about that. So as far as the Chiefs, um, you know that situation is unfortunate. Um, it, it it it's obviously the quarterback kind of had a. You had one of those days. I mean, I think you know he's more frustrated with what's happened to this team the last two weeks. Um, they don't get a pass interference call uh, the week prior to that. Uh, they kind of let that go, and then all of a sudden this pops up. But with that being said, can you imagine if you're the Buffalo Bills and the play goes on and you lose the game, and the Buffalo Bills say, "Hey, by the way, this guy was offside," and they show everybody in America he was offside, then you got the same conversation going. Except the Buffalo Bills now got cheated because he didn't call the offside. With that being said, there's a lot of check marks for this receiver. First thing, you line up and you you look at the official and say, hey, am I good or am I not good? That's your first instinct. If he's a guy that's had trouble with that, you should know that going into this. And when you get in the huddle, and I've done this to some of my quarterbacks, remind so-and-so on this formation, he's got a lineup on on a line of scrimmage or off. There's a bunch of check, there's a bunch of checks points to this. That didn't take place. It's sad it ended this way. But the Chiefs are a struggling team right now. They're really no different than the Eagles. They're struggling. And this is a team that's only scoring averaging seven points the second half. And here's the real problem. They get behind in the first half. And so this is not the same Super Bowl team it was prior to last year. They're just not. And the Philadelphia Eagles are not as well. I mean, it's just that's that's plain and simple. Your eyes don't lie. You can look at it and say, well, they're going to get better. They may be get better, but there's only four games left. Now, both teams get in the playoffs, but we'll see how far they can go into the playoffs. Coach, how much do you think the the whining and crying, which was I was stunned seeing it from Patrick Mahomes and a bit from Andy Reid, who walked it back, obviously, today a bit, 
uh, was a culmination of everything you just described. They scored three points all year in the fourth quarter. Three. Yeah, there you go. That's it. it. So how much was it was a culmination of the season in a microcosm? It's all that stuff. And and that's the pressure you have when you're the defending Super Bowl champions. Look, I, I can remember the year that we went to the Super Bowl. We didn't win. First time in the history the Eagles went to a Super Bowl. And the next year we had a pretty good football team. And um, we get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. People don't know how difficult that is to go back-to-back. It's just hard. And this league, when you look at the league now, it's a league that there's 15 teams going into the fourth, going into four games left in the season that got a chance to get in the playoffs. Some of these teams got a chance to get in the division. And as much as you want to talk about the Chiefs, and look, I love those guys. But let, let me tell you this. Listen to what I'm getting ready to tell you. The Kansas City Chiefs. Are eight and five. The Denver Broncos, you know those Denver Broncos that got blown out by seventy. They're yep. seven and six. Let that so figure down. that out. Yeah, can't. they got blown out by seventy. You remember that about two months ago, seventy. And now they're seven and six, one game behind the Chiefs. And guess what? They beat the Chiefs already. No, baby. I think I know where Wild. you're going with that. That is, that is NFL wow. football, right? I mean, just absolutely wild. It, it, the Broncos, how much credit do they deserve for that not breaking them? I mean, I'm a Dolphins fan, oh. so I loved oh. every minute of that 70. Yeah. But I think it's remarkable that that didn't psychologically break that team. It, it did not. It did not. And you've got to say something about, obviously, uh, Sean Payton, uh, Russell Wilson, that whole football team. And it's gotten better. You don't want to play the Denver Broncos. There are some teams right now that struggled early, and all of a sudden they're kind of finding their way, and you're going, man, you don't want to play them, dudes. You don't want to play them. The Miami Dolphins is a team I picked earlier this season and said, you know what, they should win the AFC East. And I still think they need that they have an opportunity to do that. Their deal is this, is that they've got to learn how to defensively to play with a lead. That's the problem you run into when you have a high-scoring offense because the score is so fast, you're on the field, all of a sudden in three plays, you can be back on the field defensively. And people, when they play you, they have the mindset of, this is not going to be 17-10. we got to score 30. So everything other offenses are doing, they're coming at you with that. And, you gotta, and a lot of teams aren't used to that. They're not used to, oh, this is the game. Yeah, this is the game. They might go five plays and score, and you're back on the field defensively. So you got to get used to playing at that tempo defensively. Herm, explain to us like we're three-year-olds, having been in the game basically your entire life, how Joe Flacco can come off the couch well, after auditioning for Inside the NFL and throw for over three hundo. And Jake Browning, who I covered a lot in college, I mean, he didn't have a very strong arm at Washington, even though he led him to the college football playoff. And look at the way he's playing right now for the Cincinnati Bengals. How in the heck does this happen? He is a, you know, like, like the old vintage car you keep in the garage and you don't take it out until Sunday and you don't drive it real fast, can't get on the freeway, but it's a nice car. They took him out of the garage and said, hey, man, you can go play quarterback. Just clean around here. Just go. And if you protect Joe Flacco, he reminds me a lot. There's a name you'll remember, Vinny Testaverde. Oh, yeah. You know, I had Vinny. He retired. when he, We got all these quarterbacks hurt. I called him up. He was at home sitting in Florida. I called him up at halftime. Vinny, <laughs> you got to get up here. He what? showed up on Monday and started the next week, and we won a game with him. Hold on a minute. You I, called him at halftime from the locker room. You called him at halftime. I told the GM, I said, call Vinny. 
He's at I know he's in Florida. He's watching the game. He was waiting on the call. He gets the call. He says, when does Coach need me? He said, he needs you here right now. He got on the plane. He was in, in my office on Monday. We didn't practice Tuesday. Wednesday, he was in the office studying. And, and then Sunday, he, he's the starter. And he wins the game. That's unbelievable. unbelievable. What a story. We call him at halftime. I'm not kidding you. I'm walking through the tunnel saying, man, we got to get a quarterback. Well, Vin, I said, call Vinny. Just call him. He called him. He shows up on my day. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Some guys got it. I mean, some guys got it, right? I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. Wow. Some guys definitely have it old faithful. Coach Herm Edwards, ESPN, NFL analyst joining us here on Amber and Ian. Coach, somehow I'm watching you on SportsCenter as we're simultaneously talking to you, yeah. uh, which is the magic of television. But on the bottom scroll, I obviously don't have the sound on on ESPN2 right now, but on the bottom scroll, it said dark horse candidate, Herm's dark horse candidate for MVP, and you had Tyreek Hill. Do you think there's any chance in hell, though, that somebody other than a quarterback can win this thing? If, if, if it is, it's him. And I hope he wins it. People don't know how hard it is what, what this guy's doing right now. Look, I played the position of trying to guard these guys. This guy is going to break the record. Of, he's going to go over 2,000 yards. I mean, he's unbelievable. I mean, it's just, it's like people don't know how, what this guy's doing right now. Because you see all the quarterback stats and you see all that stuff. It's like the Heisman Trophy. You know, it's going to the quarterback three-fourths of the time. Okay, we get that. But I'm like, this guy is unbelievable the way he's playing. I mean, he, he, I hope he wins it. I, I hope he gets 2,200 yards. <laughs> I do. I never thought that single season record from Megatron would ever be broken, right? Just under 1,900 no. in the season. And here we go. Yeah, you, you, you. If there's going to be a guy that's going to do it, it's the cheetah. Herm I just Edwards, want somebody other than a quarterback to do it desperately. I mean, yeah. obviously the Dolphins fan in, one, in me wants it to be him, but I don't care who it is. Like, just somebody other than a quarterback. Well, Herm, to her point, well, go, how about this? Yeah. Like the Heisman Trophy, right? I mean, Orlando yeah. Pace should be a Heisman Trophy winner. Warren Sapp should be a Heisman Trophy winner. Just say, you know, just stop saying it's Heisman Trophy. Say it's the quarterback award. Mm-hmm. And then everybody will understand. We give it to the quarterback. Every, you know, about every 10 years, you give it to another guy. But, but look, I, I look at what he's doing. I mean, this team reminds me. Now, they're much faster. But this is the team, the Miami Dolphins, remind me of when Marino was down there. And they had Duper. They had Clayton. They had Cephalo. Those are the guys I was trying to cover. And I remember how hard that was. And I look at this team and going, these guys are much faster than those guys were. Those guys were fast, too. But he's got a track team down there. Herm, as far as let's, we'll touch on Monday night, we'll, we'll, we'll save Jaden Daniels. Well, no, we're running up against it. Hang on, let's go Jaden Daniels right now, and then we'll get your thoughts on Monday sure. night football. You you recruited him, you coached him yep. at Arizona State, and yep. man, he just hit another gear when he got to the Bayou uh, and became a boot boy at LSU. If you can describe the Heisman Trophy winner that you know so well in Jaden Daniels, I got him when he was eighteen years old. He started as a true freshman for me. Played three seasons. Uh, it's just watching his maturity and watching him, you know, and I, look, to be quite honest, I talk to him every week before he played a game this year. I mean, I talk to him all the time. He texts me all the time. He calls me. Uh, we, we have a great, great relationship. And uh, to watch him do what he was able to do was just magnificent. I mean, 50 touchdowns. I mean, a great runner. I, I tell you who he reminds me of. And I said it today on television or on radio. He said, somebody asked me, who does he remind you of in the NFL? Hmm. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Wow. 
He reminds me of Randall Cunningham. And Randall came to us probably around my eighth or ninth year. He came out of UNLV, you know, Sam Cunningham's younger brother, you know. And Randall's maybe a little bit taller, but the same kind of build, could run, could throw the football. I mean, and this guy's matured. He's learned how to be a leader. Um, he, he's learned how to study. But, but you, you know, when, you got, when you're a freshman, you got a lot of talent. You, you just got to learn how to play the position. I think what helped him the most, he played 55 games in college football. And some of these guys want to leave early, and that's what I kept telling him. Don't leave early, man. You need more reps. You need more reps. He listened to me. His mom listened to me. And now he's one of the highest trophies. I was one of the first guys he called. That's awesome. I got chills. Co- that's awesome. <laughs> Coach, we're up against it. Just about 30 seconds. I know you gave us some stuff already on the Dolphins. They're playing the Titans tonight, of course. But we also have Packers-Giants tonight. A quick thought, like 30 seconds on Packers-Giants. Packers, pretty interesting. If you close your eyes and ask yourself, this Green Bay Packers in 30 years had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. This guy loves, they might have hit three. He might be the next guy for the next 10 years, 12 years that plays for the Green Bay Packers. He's pretty good. This guy loves guy. I like him. Baby. It feels unfair, right? <laughs> it feels unfair it's unbelievable. Everybody looks for a quarterback. The Green Bay Packers had two quarterbacks in 30 years, and now they draft this guy. And I'm like, no. Did they do it again? Really? Uh-huh. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. ESPN NFL analyst, Coach Herm Edwards. Thanks, Herm. Thank you both. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we will continue to talk all things NFL. Plus, we got to get you ready for this doubleheader tonight on Monday Night Football. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bet till your hands bleed. 35-21-2 on the year so far. We're going to play both Monday night games. Give me the Agantes of New York plus the six. I think Green Bay wins, but I think the Giants and, hey, the Paisan, Tommy DeVito and the boys, (laughs) keep it close. And then give me the under 45 and the Fish and the Titans. I think we're going to see a lot of running also from Miami. Take some time off that clock, and I don't see a lot of offense coming from the Titans. 
under 45 in, in fish and Titans. Giants plus the points against the Green Bay Packers. Bet to your hands bleed. Put an Italian quarterback in New York. Hey. He's still living with in. mom. I mean, can you imagine that, Amber? He's of still get- he is. He's Italian. And, and here's the best part. <laughs> I, I saw an interview with his dad uh, this morning, and he said, we don't even have to cook anymore because every single restaurant in the neighborhood just keeps delivering food to their house for free. Like, hey, great Makes game, sense. Tommy. Hey, great game. Hey. Right, here you go. Hey. hey. Got Italian community. <laughs> Yeah. Very close knit, very always very close knit with their families. Of uh, yeah, it it fits and it works. It certainly works up there in in that market. So as long as he still does some of the winning, they will certainly be embracing him. It's a very very fun story there for the New York Giants. So we have Packers Giants. We've got uh, Titans Dolphins as well tonight. I guess let's start with Titans Dolphins because you know. I'm a Dolphins fan for no other reason than it's my show and I'm going to start there. But I actually don't know how interesting this is to the oh, outside That was a single public. form, by the way. That was mine, not our, but go ahead, continue. No, yeah, well, it's my, well, it's our <laughs> show, but I don't think you care about starting with the Dolphins. So I went with my show because I'm taking the onus on me with the Dolphins angle. But I don't know generally how interesting these matchups are, frankly, like from a broader perspective, we're always interested because it's Monday night football, right? But the Dolphins have been demolishing lesser teams at home. I don't think that people feel very good about the Titans' chances. The Dolphins are fighting for that top seed in the AFC. That Bills-Chiefs games was weird for me to watch because it's like on one hand, I want the Bills to lose because I want the Dolphins to be able to win the AFC East for the first time since 2008. On the other hand, I want the Chiefs to lose because they're the ones actually competing for the one seed right in the entire conference. So, you know, it was kind of like a win, win, lose, lose situation there for Miami. It would be remarkable for Miami just to win the division right now. They're certainly in a good position to do so. It would be really, really remarkable as a Dolphins fan. If, they could actually get the one seed and a buy in week one like that. Well, they're right there in the mix. I mean, the Ravens right now are the one seed, but, uh, you know, your fish are are right behind them. So you you keep pacing and you've got a shot. They have to win tonight. They need to win. Oh, yeah. They need this win tonight. You're you're a 14-point favorite. I think it came down to 13.5 on ESPN bet last time I checked about a half an hour ago. Uh, So that means some money came in late. Uh, To move a number off of 14, in a double up to catch up night. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to be heavily invested trying to either get under their settlement number or get over their settlement number uh, when it comes to, you know, Monday night football. Uh, most people are doubling up to catch up and don't ever chase money, folks. Don't just don't do it. It never, never, or rarely, I should say, ends well. But that's a big number. I mean, a big number. For, but for that to be moved off 14 to 13 and a half tells me that some sharp money came in on the Titans. That's why I also like the under. Uh, because, you know, obviously the Titans are going to try and run the ball. And then I keep wanting to call him A-Chain uh, going back to Texas A&M, but I know he changed it to, to Atchin. Uh, but I expect Miami also, even with all that speed, you know, Tennessee's run defense ain't that good. Uh, you, I think your Dolphins win comfortably tonight, but but comfortably meaning double digits. 
I guess theoretically he didn't change it. We he just finally corrected us. I guess. I guess <laughs> yes, that's I don't what know. happened. For three years, I was mispronouncing pr- his name in Texas A and M. We all were <laughs> uh, very strange. And even when he first got to Miami, strange situation there. Nevertheless, uh, yeah, that Dolphins offense is is explosive, and and the defense has really come around on this Dolphins team. But let's talk about the Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants because I think maybe the Packers are the most interesting right now of these four teams. The Dolphins are the best team of these four teams easily. The one. I'm clearly most interested, but I think Green Bay is the more interesting story here really overall from a national perspective because they've been surging. If the season ends today, they're in a postseason as the seventh seed. I think the Jordan Love experience, though, has been such an interesting one. Started off things slow. People forget, yes, he's been in the league for years. This is his fourth year. However, it's still kind of like getting into the league as a rookie because there's going to be growing pains when you actually make make a team your own, especially if you're following a guy like that whole Aaron Rodgers dude that you had to fill his shoes. He's actually doing it now, though, quite capably. It feels like they're rolling and that they're certainly on the right path. I don't I'm not saying the Packers are winning a Super Bowl this season, but man, if you can feel confident that you have your quarterback, that in and of itself is a win. Tonight's going to be tougher, though. Uh, I know it's the Giants, and you're going, wait, hey, come on, Fat Simmons, what are you talking about? Well, Quay Walker's not playing, Christian Watson's not playing, Jair Alexander's not going, uh, Aaron Jones isn't going. That's, that's a lot of skill guys that, that are not going to be going tonight. But to your point, they had a four-game skid in the middle of the season, and a lot of teams would have, would have folded the tents, right? Well, they didn't. They've won four of their last five, and they've beaten the Chargers. They went to Detroit and won, and then they beat the Chiefs. Uh, that's impressive. And he in this three-game stretch, he has not thrown a pick. Six touchdowns to zero INTs. We're seeing him continue to evolve and get better and better, Amber, every single week. And the coaching staff and the other players are seeing it and are starting to gravitate to him. And that's what you need. You need, you need the buy-in. You need gravitating towards the leadership. Uh, so this will be a big game for these two teams. DeVito... For in his own right, he's thrown four touchdowns, no interceptions over the last couple games. But also, he's been sacked a whopping fifteen times. Ooh. Preston Smith and Rayshon Gary may have a uh, field day today with him. Coming up next, we're going to dive back into the officiating from yesterday's Chiefs Bills game and all the controversy that was.